0: Readers Entertainment Radio presents Booklights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Booklights, where we're shining a light on good books. Why, hello everyone. It's a whole new week. It's Monday again. Can you believe it? And if you are listening from the U.S., it is Thanksgiving week. So I'm wishing you all a great holiday with lots of turkey and plenty of family traveling in and then traveling back out. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. I'm so glad that you could be here today because we have a very special international author today. We have Charlotte Ann Hamilton, and she's actually chatting with us from Scotland, so very, very far away. She's over there in Futureland. I think it's it's nighttime there, even though it's only afternoon where I am. <laughs> but she has a new book out that we're going to chat about. And if you haven't read her yet, you're in for a treat. Let me just read her bio for you. It's Charlene Ann Hamilton. It, she is a blue-haired mermaid wannabe who lives in Ayrshire. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Scotland with her two <laughs> fur children, Izzy the Chocolate Lamb, as much as cat. Cat. She is currently studying astronomy and planetary science, so she's obviously very smart. And in her spare time, she enjoys reading and gaming as well as dabbling in all forms of art and craft as an eclectic witch. Her main source of inspiration in writing and life is the popular phrase, but make it gay. So we're going to talk about that. (laughs) You can join her on (laughs) social media. I did put her link there, and also I put a link to her website right there on Blog Talk. You can click that anytime, whether you're listening live or listening later, and check out her website and see what she's up to. There's also links there for her social media, so you can get in touch and check out her art. She's really talented, multi-talented. So without any delay, Charlotte, are you there? I am, yes. Hello. Hi. I love your Scottish brogue there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I probably have some sort of American twang. <laughs> you do.
1: Yeah. A and uh, definitely an American accent.
0: Couldn't you tell exactly oh, okay. if you'd be in America, but it's definitely American. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm excited to have you on to talk about both of your books sound really fantastic and they're like sapphic historicals, but the most recent one was of Trust and Heart. Do you want to tell people about it and why they should run out and grab a copy?
1: Um, well, a uh, book uh, uh, in the 1920s and involves Uh, A lady, an upper-class Scottish lady, who is sent to New York to try and find a husband. And instead of finding a husband, she finds the singer of an illegal speakeasy and falls in love with her. Oh, whoops! And then
0: shenanigans in show. Yes, lots of shenanigans. So how in the world yes. did you come up with that idea? Do you enjoy the 20s or what came to you first, the characters or the time period? Or, Well, it was actually two of my favorite things is
1: like Downton Abbey and ah. Bugsy Malone. And they're kind of set roughly around about the same time. And so it's like two vastly different worlds. So, obviously, Downton Abbey deals with, like, the upper class, high society. And then Bugsy Malone is all about, like, the illegal speakeasies, the mobsters, kind of thing like that. And I just thought to myself, what happens if these two worlds met? And then it just evolved for there. And because it's me, it had to be gay. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's, I love that. That's basically, how, uh, that's basically how the idea came about. It was just <laughs> basically writing some Downton Abbey
0: and Bugs and Alone fan fiction. <laughs> oh, fun. And when you were writing the book, what was the biggest like surprise for you? I don't know if you're a pantser or a plotter, but were, were there some surprises you didn't seem coming in this book?
1: Um, I'm definitely a plotter. I'm a plotter to like an almost ridiculous level. Um, <laughs> at first I first started writing it, it was I feel like it was a completely different book. Um, actually, when I showed the um, the draft to Jen, like the editor, they basically just said it was like avoid a lesbians. Like there was there was like <laughs> no description, no probably any plot it was just like lesbians and this historical setting and that was that so it kind of just really it was just a fun thing right I think that was the most surprising thing just how fun oh
0: I love that
1: and uh, when
0: and have you ever been to New York I've been once um
1: my best friend stays there like Tiana um, so I went to visit her and, um, and that was kind of, I'm quite sure I'd, I'd written the first draft, but I'd shelved it because I was convinced like it, nobody would want to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to New York and I feel like that kind of helped. Yeah. Like New the, York the City atmosphere.
0: is an inspiration.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, obviously, did you, you see New York and, like, so much, like, media and that, but, like, actually being there is, like, a different experience. For sure. Did you get to go to Central Park or anywhere cool while you were there? Yeah, we basically did, uh, like, should let me do other, like, tourists stuff. So, we went to Central Park. I did the the natural History of the museum. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the... Oh my God, my brain's gone blank. <laughs> the, the Empire State <laughs> Building that, that, that That's so awesome. Thank you. We did that and everything. So oh, I can't believe this. I forgot about that. Oh, it's
0: that's shocking. so cool. <laughs> so your other book that you have out is The Breath Between the Waves. And that one is another sapphic historical, but it's around the Titanic. So, Do
1: you want to tell people about that book? Well, that book, to be honest, was like... Like, came to be. Um, Jen, my editor, like, just messaged me, I think it was like two or three in the morning, and it was basically just, sapphic Titanic, do it. (laughs) And then... (laughs) And like I just, I woke up to that and I was like, uh, that is actually an amazing idea. And, and like a month or two, it was just friendly written and then it was sold. And then it was just like a whirlwind, really, like how that happened. Like just for Jen sending me this random message and then me, with characters and then a book deal. It was just, oh. <laughs> you just ran with it. I'm not shy. it was like. I definitely like, I wrote everything, but like the idea definitely didn't come from me. It was just like, there you go, t- gay Titanic, and I was like, that's just how
0: how come I've never thought of that. Like, right? Did you did you put in a little cameo for Jack and Rose? I, oh, did I? No, I don't think I did.
1: Oh dang <laughs> That actually that is I should've. I really should have. I didn't even think of it. Oh that. well. I think my biggest concern was I didn't want people thinking it was the like the same as the movie. Right. So yeah, I think you I kinda just went into the mentality movies. AI. Went into the mentality of just been like just stay as far away from the movie as I as I could.
0: Right I think there's a couple, right. of maybe
1: like potential nods,
0: but that's about it. Did um did you have the historical people who were on the Titanic? Do they make appearances in it? They like do, yeah. Brown and all those people. I, I yeah. Did. Okay. Yeah.
1: I went with um, obviously. Uh, see, my memory's rubbish. I can't remember anything. It's the. Um, <laughs> The the two the two old ones is it is it um Oh my goodness. This is shocking. <laughs>
0: the captain? I'm trying to think who no, was, was, the old
1: ones. It was it was like the two the two older married couple um that gave up a place on the
0: Oh on, on the, the lifeboat. On the lifeboat.
1: Yeah. hmm. If we look at sleep I'm going to have to, like, Google this now. Otherwise, I'll never <laughs> know yeah, peace piece again. Remember.
0: Well, you'll remember later when you're in the shower, when you don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> the Vanderbilt.
1: <laughs> but that was, like, they've, they made an appearance, and um, a few other people, like, made an appearance that just kind of sprinkled them in, as I felt was right. natural, but... There's no kind of, like, real eruption kind of between them. It's just kind of, like, mentioned in passing.
0: And mm-hmm. I know that w- we don't want to give a spoiler, but I know that it's romance, so I'm guessing that they both survive, they both get in a lifeboat. They both survive. Okay.
1: I wouldn't say they both get in a lifeboat, but they both survive. But they both survive. Okay,
0: that's good yeah. enough for me. Just want to be sure we have a happy ending.
1: <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I can Like, I, I need to write the happy ending. I'm a sucker for a happy ending, obviously. Right.
0: <laughs> so I wanted to talk a little bit about. You already mentioned it a couple of times about fan fiction. That's really where you got your start, where the writing bug bit you, right? How did how did that evolve from writing fan fiction to writing your own books with your own characters? Um, well, I
1: started writing fan fiction, oh, I must have been like 11, 12. It was Pirates of the Caribbean. I knew that for them. Um, oh, fun. Yeah, I loved, I loved Pirates of the Caribbean and it was just like, I felt this need to write about it, so... I ended up writing, I kind of moved to like, fandom to fandom. And then I got to a point, it was really weird. I just, like, didn't want to write any fan fiction. And instead wanted to, like, focus on my own work. I think it was kind of around about the time I thought that I was, like, I wanted to get published. Like, writing was slowly changing for being something, like, a hobby, to something that I wanted right. to do professionally mm-hmm. and it it was weird how it happened it was kind of just like over like maybe a couple of months I just fell interested out interest in fan fiction and then was more focused on like any original ideas that I came up with so like I feel like any kind of fan fiction idea I had. I was like, well, how can I make it original, rather than just been like, let's just go straight in with the, writing the fan fiction.
0: And so, did I, you feel like when you started writing your own, was it a little bit freeing because you didn't have to live in their world? You got to create your own, right? Was that fun for you, or was that a little bit scary? Oh,
1: a bit of both. Definitely a bit of both, cause like. It was that like amazing like being able to just come up with your own characters and not worry like, if they're out of it, like kinda done no feeling authentic to like what's already been right. shown. But at the same time it's like then you have actually got to think up characters and give them like personalities and names and background and like you've got to do a lot more thinking.
0: <laughs> so, right.
1: <laughs> So it was like it was really fun, like being able to actually do the thinking, but also terrifying <laughs> about doing the thinking. It was
0: <laughs> Right, right. They have to have a backstory and I get to make it up. <laughs> I know. What do you think were some of the best lessons you learned from fan writing fan fiction to go to writing your own? What kind of strengths did it give you? I feel like it gave me the strength it like,
1: no editing as I went. I feel like if I'd maybe just started, like, with my own ideas, I would have been more inclined to, like, oh, I could do this better, or, like, this doesn't work, and I'd, like, get stuck editing as I went, or kind of feeling like I can't kind of really... Like, I'd be maybe too intimidated to keep going. Oh, I okay. kind of hit a ha- wall, whereas with fan fiction, like, for me, it's, like, I write it, I can get a wee spell check, and a, a brief wee read of it, and then I just post it, and then it's, in the world, I'm like, okay, I forget about it. And it's also...
0: So can so you, like, do, is editing new for you, then? It is a bit, hmm I I did,
1: when I do write, like, my own, like, when I was, like, querying and things like that, obviously, like, I would edit, and I'd go through, like, really thoroughly, but I feel like, fine fiction gave me the, like, ability to just, like, put a lot of words down in the page, and then have the mentality just been, like, right, I can fix it later, or, like, I can correct that in a future chapter or something it was kind of
0: right.
1: it's kind of like weird I feel like I'm kind of like I've reached the heart of media and like right I need to fix this and I'll make a note that I need to fix it rather than just kind of leave it and be like hopefully maybe notices. <laughs> right
0: that's what I tend to do <laughs> with fan fiction <laughs> So you you're studying astronomy and planets, did you get to put any of that in the Titanic Rs and you got to drop in a little bit of your studies or do you keep your writing and your and your science very far apart?
1: I try to keep them very far apart. But as like I do have a couple ideas for like maybe science fiction or like a scientist kinda of historical kind of setting, but I feel when I try writing, like, kind of science of things, I don't feel smart enough, if that makes any sense.
0: You don't feel like you know enough yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, like, and I feel like, like, especially with science fiction, I feel like knowing as much as, like, what I do know, I'm like, I need the science to be reasonable. So, like, trying to write science fiction and then just being like, this happened, I'm like, but could it happen? And if it couldn't happen, I'm like, well, I, I physically kind of bring myself to write it because then it feels wrong. So I kind of do need to keep them apart.
0: Otherwise, okay. just the chaos. <laughs> do you see yourself always writing historical set Um sapphic fiction or do you have ideas for contemporaries or paranormals or, or are you just comfortable in different what, what do you see for the future
1: I definitely want to branch out I love I do love like kind of every genre and especially like fantasy I do love a good fantasy okay. Mhm. Um. but I feel like for the most part like, historical as, like, my true love. Because I really love history. Like, history is, like, one of my biggest passions. So being able to kind of just, like, explore, like, because I love, like, pretty much every period in history. And so I could write a book about every period and I'd be happy. So I feel like I'd kind of have one or two little... Um, like other genres, can kind I of, but mostly mostly historical.
0: Right, right. That's definitely where your where your heart is. Well, how come yeah. you're not studying history in college? What what is it about the planets that that gets you so excited?
1: Just I've always been obsessed with planets. And I have to admit, when I was kind of like deciding what degree to do, it was kind of like a toss up between history and astronomy. Mm -hmm. But I kind of felt like, I feel like history is kind of like you need to narrow it down to certain periods kind of thing. And you'd only get like a certain, can, like a certain amount of time and a certain period and it's just and then I was like also thinking like well, what would the day after that like, with a history degree
0: yeah uh, you can pretty I just... much have to be a
1: teacher right hmm so it is like with astronomy like you can you do have like a lot of options like with like the different space agencies or teaching it was I personally was just something I felt that even if I did have to teach it was something that I'd always be passionate about so that was pretty much the the sole reason
0: yeah that's pretty cool well do you tie it into your art at all do you do sci-fi art or planets or space or have you tried any of that yet I do actually have a couple. Um
1: I've done a couple of like the planets um paintings. I've actually I've kinda like got them in progress right now. And I do have plans for like constellation embroidery. Like I've seen a lot of oh. like constellations. Yeah. Um, and things like that. But basically it's just finding the time, you know, like between
0: Right. And on Genevieve. so it's just
1: like, right. kind of. <laughs> you A lot on your plate.
0: yeah, 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 I have a, I have a funny astronomy confession. So when I got, uh, when I was in my senior year of high school, um, I had taken a bunch of classes over summers each year. So my senior year of high school, I think I only had like two classes on campus. So I started taking classes at the junior college to get general ed classes out of the way. And I saw astronomy but what my brain thought it was was astrology, and I'm really into tarot and all that, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And so I sign up, and here I am, this little 17-year-old baby going to this class, and he pulls out all these charts, and I'm like, oh, what have I done? I did manage to make it through my astro- astronomy class, but it was not what I was expecting. That's <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs>
1: I have to admit, like there is times like see when I like see astronomy, my mind goes straight to astrology as well, like because I, oh, I, 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 I do like tarot, you No, no, just you. <laughs> and I'm like I, yeah. I do. I'm a big fan of like tarot and uh, astrology and things like that. So like it's kind of hard oh. to be like
0: <laughs>
1: to kind of separate the two. Kind of be like because like right. sometimes I'm like. Uh, the constellations and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And I'm like, feel judging them based on the zodiac sign.
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> huh. Well, I'm very relieved I'm not the first person to do that, but I was very embarrassed when I was in that class. And He pulls out all these science-y things and I thought, oh, what have I done? <laughs> this is not what I thought. <laughs> and I can't sneak out now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so what's next for you book-wise? What are you working on?
1: I've kind of got a couple in progress. All of them are kind of historical. Those two okay. that are, like, set in the same world of A Christian Heart, um, they're kind of, like, just different characters um, that feature. and. Look, can I tell in their little love story and then and what time period is it in just the 1920s Those kind of it's oh, overlaps okay. about with like way of twisting heart um, I see and then there is another one that kind of ties a bit to the breath between waves like a character that shows up in that is the main character in the book um, and that's current work in progress but it's like say I get a couple of year before Titanic so oh okay so
0: Basically
1: would that one take place over
0: would that one take place over in your neck of the woods or back in the United States oh over here over here oh, okay uh, I tend to like at least
1: if if it's no like physically set here, the characters are from here because that's just I know how Scottish people work.
0: (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> That's <a> right, <laughs> yeah, when I write books, I like to go where the book is set, just because it helps me you know get the flavor of what it's like to live there and where people would go and where they might work and and all that. It's mm-hmm. really hard to do all that on Google, so you definitely right. you know need some part of it that you already know um or you've experienced, or something.
1: mhm, cool. Roy.
0: So, what are your favorite, like, um, Titanic and 1920s-type movies and TV and all that you like to watch to really get inspired? Do you have any that we could watch?
1: (laughs) I'd say Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey was basically, like, I have always loved period dramas. I, I love a good period drama. But I feel Downton Abbey was for really kind of like just let that fire for writing, right. writing historical and like when I need kind of to be really invigorated as I was down in Abbey that I come to I'd mm-hmm. say that um, this is the same with everything like you ask me a question and suddenly every movie oh, and then I your brain goes blank yep <laughs>
0: Um, I know how that goes. <laughs> who do you like? Who do you like to read that inspires you to write? Where you read a book and then you're like, dang it I gotta go write.
1: Oh, that's that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel every book that I, like I feel I do feel like every books that I read, even like the really bad ones like the ones that maybe I just don't mesh with, I kind of end up with them, I think, all oh, right, well, I would do it this way, and then I kind of feel the urge to write. But for That's the really good, good, way good way ones, um, yeah. I'd say... Who are some of your
0: favourites?
1: My absolute favourite, like, I remember... Um, and it kind of made me feel like I could actually be a writer was um, the Falconer series by Elizabeth May. Um, oh. So that's kind of, that's like a, a historical fantasy that would be like Fae and it's set in Scotland and it's in Edinburgh and it was just kind of like really interesting. And yeah. just, I feel like it was just kind of what I needed at the time to be like huh, like, people actually do want to read things about Scotland.
0: Yeah, these are things you want to write, yeah. Do you read a lot of the um, romance with the Highlanders?
1: No, no.
0: (laughs) They don't get Scottish people,
1: right? (laughs) No, it's... I'm sure some of them do, but for me, it's just, it's hard because they say, like, oh, it's a man in, like, kilts. men in kilts are mostly ugly, like, trust me, they not know that. <laughs> it's
0: always the men you don't want to see in a kilt that wear one. Yeah, pretty much, exactly. <laughs> they don't look like outlines. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs>
1: I feel like it's oh, just well. like obviously with being Scottish, like if they get like a kinda little thing wrong. It kinda right. just gets me because I'm like, well, they totally totally wouldn't do that. Like we we don't talk like that. Or we don't act like that.
0: But uh, But they're supposed to be historical, right? But even yeah. historically they wouldn't have done that now. Yeah. I feel like it's just
1: kind of something that I'm like I just stay clear from personally
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you ever inspired to write your own and go this is how they would be
1: I do there is a couple of times I do feel like the urge to kind of be like here's how real Scottish people would probably do it but we'll see
0: Right (laughs) Well, when you write one, you have to let me know, and i will I will pump that on Twitter. Everyone go read the real <laughs> Scottish Highlander book <laughs> but but would it be gay? It could be gay. oh, totally it would be gay <laughs> i don't,
1: I don't think it would be physically possible for me to write like a a straight book
0: to be honest. <laughs> Well, that would surprise everyone. That would be, I think this idea (laughs) is going to go somewhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. I just think it would. never know. At some point, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Well, we're running out of time, so I just wanted to ask you really quick how readers can get in touch with you after they read your books, if they're excited for another one and they want to find out what's next. Are you on Twitter, Facebook? How do they find you?
1: um twitter and instagram mostly that's kind of where i'm most active
0: everything else
1: is kind of like i do have like a facebook and like a couple other like places but i'm most active on twitter and instagram so okay and it's C-A-H, right yes that's it
0: okay well everyone get in touch with charlotte and go grab Um, go grab of trust and heart and the breath beneath between the waves not beneath don't go beneath (laughs) breath between the waves it has a happy ending (laughs) and thanks so much for being here today it was great talking with you thank you
1: for having me it was wonderful (laughs) talk to you soon thank you
0: thanks for joining us on book be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.